I have a very dramatic announcement. So anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Unreal. Revolution. Revolution. Uncensored. Revolution. Revolution. Unfiltered. Revolution. Unchanged. Revolution. Revolution. Unadulterated. Revolution. Revolution. Unbelievable. Cliffcentral.com. Revolution. Revolution. A very hearty welcome to all our jewels, our listeners out there. You are listening to Professor David Block, and I have the singular joy and honor of hosting a different show each week, streamed globally across our little planet. We have listeners in Chicago. We can have listeners in Eastern Europe. We have listeners around the globe looking up with David Block. May I give you the contact details to reach us here live in studio in Ravonia. Remember, you can always call us right online. It'll flash up on our screen. Call us on the number 0861-555-189. That is 861 Five 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 one eight nine. My Twitter handle is at Starry Galaxy Man. That's at Starry Galaxy Man. And the Twitter feed here is at CliffCentral.com. You can reach us today on Facebook at Cliff Central. Very popular medium is WeChat ID. And uh, those are the ones which we would recommend that you really use today. I suppose that each one of you hearing my voice today has a dream, has a vision, wants to attain something to in life, wanting to become someone, wanting to follow their dreams, wanting to follow their aspirations, wanting to scratch at the cutting edge, wanting to be a diamond in the starry vaults of the night sky. And today, here live, joining me in studio at uh, Cliff Central, is uh, Jessica Myhill. A very, very hearty welcome to you, Jess. I am just so thrilled that you are joining the professor today on Looking Up in Wonder. Welcome. Thank you, David. I'm glad to be here. Yes, that's a great joy and pleasure. I just thought, well, it was really my wife, Liz, my jewel, Liz, who said that Jess is an absolute must for our little global stream today. And when I started asking for some information about Jess, I started underlying words that she's interested in topics, such diverse topics as the dynamics of light. Wow. You know, as a young schoolboy growing up in Krugersdorp, I had such a passion, Jess, for photography. I just loved 
standing in the bathroom with a photographic tank, as we called it, a little device into which you put your film and then you developed it and processed it. It's a very wet process, as you know, unlike the digital medium. But I adored photography. To me, it was my life. It was my passion. It was my dream to capture the portrait, the smiling face, the frowning on someone's, you know, forehead, just the awesomeness, the detail of the photographic medium. And so I'm very accustomed, of course, as a professor of astronomy to the dynamics. You know, I love the way you put it, the dynamics of light and not just life itself, light itself. But let me just tell you a little bit about Jez just before we um, formally let loose on the Q&A time. And that Jess has got a most impressive uh, CV. She is heading for the New York Film Academy at the age of 19. I think that is starry, one of the stars in our heavens above. That is just awesome. Now, listen to this, folk. She's winner of the St. Mary's School Photography Competition. She's filmed and edited a film which is incorporated into... Uh, the school production of a musical called Little Woman. Finalist and winner in the photographic competition hosted at St. Mary's. Awarded, uh, uh, let's see, awarded acceptances in the National School for the Photographic Competition by the Photographic Society of South Africa. Regional finalist in the Woolworths Making the Difference Through Design Competition. The list is endless. It would take me quite some time to process all the information, but I think you've got the key point here, is that here is a very young lady with a dream, with a vision to head to New York, to head and to reach for the stars through the dynamics of light, through the medium of film, through drama, and through the understanding of light. Feel free to call us in studio on 0861 and the most popular way we find of you reaching and asking us Q&As is just WeChat ID Cliff Central. And joining us also in studio today is Jess's friend, Tabo. Is that correct, Tabo? Yes, I just, do. Why don't you just tell us just a wee little bit of your background, sir? Well, I've known Jessica for a long time. and I've What is a long time? You know, in astronomy, that goes through billions of years. So tell me what a long time is. Okay, well, I met Jess at St. Mary's in oh, grade good. 8. Yes. And we've become close friends ever since then. And yes. I've seen her passion for film and uh-huh. photography continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And today I'm just here to support her. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to, when I ask Jess questions, feel free to interject and to also add your thoughts. So let's kick off with Jessica Myhill heading for the New York uh, Film Academy. Jess, um, please tell me uh, as the first question. You know, each one of us dreams. We want to, we, so many of us never really discover our actual interests, do we, Duncan? We never really, uh, 
really discover our passions in life. Isn't it true? It's absolutely true. And Professor, finding your one, how would you know that that's the one thing that you are meant to do? How right. do you know, Professor? So let's just ask Duncan's question straight to you, Jess. How do you know that photography and the medium of film is for Jessica Myhill? Well, I guess I started as when I was young, when I just was obsessed with um, the visual world. And as soon as I got a camera in my hand, I just I could not stop taking photos Mm -hmm. and and capturing um, people and, and scenes. And I think the photographs of what people of people and of I think. What I love about people is that every every person has a an, has an energy and a a unique quality about their character. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can capture that, especially in a candid photo, which has um, become a hobby, I mm-hmm. think people have always um, joked about how I'm, I'm quite a stalker because mm-hmm. I love to take pictures of people when when they're not looking. Mm-hmm. And I think when people aren't aren't self conscious and have a photo in their face, they really just show visually. How much of their unique quality as a person, um, um, in in just a, a moment in a single frame. So let's, for example, say that you're th- at an athletic match. Just let's say, uh, what sort of candid photographs would you like? I mean, would you like to actually get people in the audience just sort of chilling away and showing that, or do you like movement, or do you like both? I think whenever I take photographs, I go with whatever I feel I'm drawn to. So if it's um, someone running on the field and they have an amazing energy in their face because they're passionate, I mm-hmm. think that's real and I think I would want to capture that. But mm-hmm. if it's someone in the audience and they're passionate or they have something real and genuine um, in their emotions mm-hmm. uh, wh- while watching a sport match, I think that that would be something I would capture. So anything mm-hmm. that really can just show something real and and genuine about a person and about a situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, t- have you got any specific likes, for example, of portraiture? I mean, you're obviously very interested into form, not just stills, but actual movie. Mm. Um, what are your dreams? I mean, in terms of now, uh, let's ask this question. What? Let's take one film that you particularly enthralled with, say, seen or screened in the last five years. Which one would it be? It's a very tough question. It is very tough, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Um, is there any specific topic covered within a film that would make you say, wow, that was really well produced? While you're thinking about that, how about Tabo giving us his view? Well, I don't know. It's a very difficult question to answer. It is, I know. <laughs> so I just have to think about it for a second. But if there's any topic that's yes. been covered Let's in Let's look film, at a topic, yes. Um, well, for me, the best example I can think of of a recent film was Interstellar. How did you enjoy Interstellar? Well, I enjoyed Interstellar from the science point of view. Okay. That they took theories that aren't really proven yes. and they depicted it in a way that you could imagine it. Yes. So, like, there are very few th- films that can do that, like, very few techniques to, like, depict something that's not real, like, something that people cannot prove right. into a way that ordinary people can imagine it. Right. And so after that, we're left baffled, like, thinking about the film, like, you just wanted to watch it again to uh-huh. try and understand it again. Right. So, like, it was a very deep film for me, uh-huh. like, on a philosophical and scientific level. Uh-huh. So let's go back to the question Duncan asked me of how did you discover your drive 
for film, your drive for photography. There must it was it a process? Did it come by means of revelation? Was it a waking up one day, Jess, and saying, Wow, I just want to capture this light and darkness and gradations of darkness, you know, on film? Or was it a gradual revelation over time? Mm. I think um, as soon as I jumped into photography, I knew I had a deep passion. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got a lot of feedback from, from how I was very creative and imaginative. And mm-hmm. I never really knew that I had a perspective that was different to others. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you know until until you've you've been received that feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that, um, especially my teachers, my photography teachers, my drama teachers, the more that they encouraged me, the more I, I realized that that um, I had a, a vision that that was worth sharing, and mm-hmm. the more I, I I grew with that, the more I became passionate about images and and social issues and stories that I can um, and capture and and present to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. So, Jess, let me just jump in here and just tell the audience how I know that you are a born visionary. I just took my pen, some Duncan, and I just made a note of some of the words that Jess used in the last minute. Well, minute or two minutes. She used the word jumped. She used the word creative. She used the word imaginative. She used the word encourage. She used the word vision. She used the word passion. She used the word social issues. Duncan, if somebody spoke to you with those words, what would you say? What sort of person have you met? I would say I've met someone who's really in touch with Mm -hmm. uh, their thoughts and dreams. Good. And is really passionate Mm -hmm. about everything and is taking everything absolutely serious, Professor. I think that that's just awesome, Duncan, to say here we have Jace Myhill uh, and her friend Tabo who... They are in touch. They are in touch with their dreams, with their visions, with their passions, with their aspirations, with their futures, with their careers, with their, their, the dreaming beyond, uh, the dream. So just, let me just, uh, um, move on to the next question, if I may. And that is, you, of course, have just recently got out of school. I remember that happened to me many, many years ago. But in what ways did your time at school help you nurture, develop your interests in the world, this incredible world of film? Mm. Well, my um, my school experience was something that that really grew me as and my personal development in in, in creativity and who I am as a person mm-hmm. and I think the fact that I went to a school that exposed me to so many mediums of of um creating art mm-hmm. um I was really able to to grow in 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 that in, um in those in those uh fields yes. such as art and drama and photography and mm. film and the 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 large amount of of input that I I received from that really grew uh, my creative vision and mm. my uh, creative ability to to communicate mm. and and find my voice in those niches mm. at school mm. and i think um i think people don't give enough credit to teachers mm-hmm. who who nurture and um encourage you when mm. you when in those formative years mm-hmm. and i really 
really owe so much um, appreciation to to my teachers, especially my drama teacher, my mm-hmm. art te- teachers, mm-hmm. and photography, mm-hmm. um, who really gave me feedback and encouragement into um, into who I am today and who I am creatively. Uh you, of course, come from a very creative family in general, the My Hill family. I know, for example, of the great creativity shown in your mom, uh, Felicity, and in the incredible work she's been able to do over the years. Uh, how did the nurturing by your parents help you to become as uh, creative a person as you are today? I think the cultural exposure that I've 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 been exposed to throughout my life mm-hmm. has really um, helped me to grow passionate about um, plays, drama plays, and mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. because of the grand exposure that I that mm-hmm. they they gave me and the cultural mm-hmm. um, uh, interest that I that I formed. Right now, tell me about art. You've mm. hit on the horizons, the cosmic horizons of art. Tell me about which sort of art do you really like? Which sort of art really drives the mindset of Jess? I think um, I think art is a is just an amazing um, platform and um, source to absolutely. To just to put, it, yeah, to, and mm-hmm. also to just process things as as a community, as a country, as as the world, because there's um, a lot of angst in in the world, especially right. in, in countries right. such as South Africa, mm-hmm. where um, where art is really really important mm-hmm. when we need to process a lot of things mm-hmm. and angst and mm-hmm. and I think um, Athel Fugard said a quote um, along the lines of all art comes from fire. Mm-hmm. And that really uh, motivated me um, in 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 how, what sort of artist I want to be, because I think the more more real and passionate we make our our art and movies, the more we can touch and transform people the way people think and the way the way we are as as people and in the community. You know, just is a wonderful saying by Plutarch, who said the mind is. A fire to be lit. And I just think that is just so awesome. So in other words, in your day-to-day experience, getting up in the morning and doing photography and filming and so forth, uh, is the aspect of art always first and foremost in your mindset? Or do you have, are there many other harmonics playing within your neurophysiological processes? Well, I think I, I've always looked at the world quite deeply, and um, I think th- th- when I have a project s- such as a, a drama play that I, um, I'm collaborating with people yes. and, and discussing issues, mm-hmm. I think I, I I'll pick up a lot of things um, such as um, if people are going through issues such as burdens, and, and mm-hmm. um, I will pick up on that and see how I can mm. harness what they're giving me mm. and put it into an art medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Duncan's getting ready to ask us a question. Duncan, I just love your questions. The professor and Duncan, we form a little healthy team over here. Duncan, why don't you hit from the hip, sir? That, that is absolutely correct, professor, and I second <laughs> that. What, what I want to find out from uh, the lady here is, uh, yes, you know, with uh, all these movies that are coming out, uh, so many genres and sub-genres, what, uh, maybe it may be too soon for this question, Professor. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know what, which genre of movies she'd like to delve mm-hmm. into. And, mm-hmm. um, what messages, what mm-hmm. messages do you have in your heart mm-hmm. that you want to portray in a mm-hmm. form of a movie Very out good. there? 
Isn't mm-hmm. it too soon for that question, Professor? No, 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 no. You know, Einstein said, Duncan, time is relative. And, you know, there's this story uh, which goes as follows, Duncan. You know, a young man is sitting on a hot stove for a second, and it seems like an hour. But when the young man is in the presence of a young girl he adores, one hour seems like a second. Yeah. So the time <laughs> is relative. That's so not too soon. Go for a Jess and Tabba, you add your thoughts, please. Well, I think um, um, I've always been interested in dramas because mm-hmm. of of the real core emotions that they they bring out of of people. Okay, what sorts of dramas? I mean, let's take our country. Would you like to photograph and tell the world, for example, of the life of Mandela, or you know, the life of uh, Walter Sisulu, or would it be drama within school children's minds? Or I think that's what. Duncan's really okay. getting at is what sort of agenda, not agendas, but what sort of foci would you like to uh, dramatize and tell the world, given the richness of South African history and drama and yeah. drama? I think, um, I, I think it's really important, um, uh, to speak about our South African's history. And I think we have delved into that a lot mm-hmm. in, in, in our films. But mm-hmm. what I think is, is lacking in, in South Africa is a sense that as on an international scale, we're all humans, mm-hmm. and I think South Africa needs to to form more of a, a voice that's not specifically um, about apartheid and our history, but more about the people today and the people mm-hmm. um, who who are living today and who are going to because we have such a vibrance and, and passion in this country, and I think yes, indeed, I think uh, uh, everyone is. Um, as a human, should mm. be able to relate to any story mm. from any country mm. in in, a, in the world, mm. and I think the more we do that, the more our films will be mm. recognised internationally. Mm. What are your dreams in terms of that, uh, Tabo? In terms of what subject matter do you believe should be filmed and screened across the globe? Well, across the globe, I would say it have to be. Well, I agree with Jessica's point about drama, mm-hmm. and especially in South Africa, mm-hmm. we have such a diverse country. But what sorts of drama? I mean, dramas. It's just like saying, you know, I'm a doctor, but that could be of the brain, it could be of the toe, it could be of the inner ear. Can you narrow that down for me in well, your frame if that's of mind? Narrow down. I think it would be a drama about the interactions of South Africans okay. with each other. Good. Because we are such a large country, so diverse, and mm-hmm. the interactions that we have with people of different mm-hmm. cultures that take, uh, that go by on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Like if we can just focus on that more to show that our country, how it works together, how the mm-hmm. different people work together, that mm-hmm. the social exchanges that we have amongst such a widespread group of mm. people mm. like to show people and the rest of the world that mm. I think would be like a very bright thing to bring to the country mm. what did you think of Tsotsi? Oh, Tsotsi it's a film that I watched a long time ago yes but uh, it's also very rich with drama isn't it and with a storyline yes it is a very rich drama mm. and a very rich storyline mm. and people got a different aspect of the country mm-hmm. like I don't know if I want to dwell into other stuff but yep. it showed the hardship yep. that people Correct. faced in South Africa mm-hmm. and I think once it got into an international stage more people could actually see the hardships that people were going through mm-hmm. rather than just reading on them about like just reading about them on a newspaper article mm-hmm. or like a flash in the news it told the story of the people who were living 
in that kind of situation. And films like that, even though they delve into harder parts of our society, Mm -hmm. they are necessary to spread the message about Mm -hmm. our film Mm -hmm. and that our films have roots and what they stand for Mm -hmm. and that we actually do have really deep films. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, before I proceed any further with asking Jess uh, questions and her friend uh, Tabo, I would like to just interject and add one little thought, if I may, and that is, as you know, Duncan, I've been in uh, Australia for a long time, Mm. and I certainly missed being with you here live on air each week, Uh, but I'm very aware that to raise one's dream when I was your age, Jess, it needed a lot of financial help. I was very privileged to win what was called the British Council Scholarship, and that enabled me to study at any university in the UK, including Oxford and Cambridge and so on. So, you know, I don't think my career would ever have really taken off the way it did if I didn't have people behind me financially. So I think of the giant, uh, you know, the giant uh, Michael O'Dowd. Jess, you might not have known of him, but certainly of his daughter, she climbed Mount Everest. But uh, uh, Mr. Michael O'Dowd was chairman of the American Anglo-American Chairman's Fund, and he sponsored me personally uh, for about 20 years. And uh, he helped me really reach, uh, you know, the stage which I'd always dreamed to be on. So without these sorts of Michael O'Dowds, one cannot reach one's dream. And I'm very aware, having been in Australia, that, you know, writing a book, for example, for a couple of weeks, I was away five weeks, and it costs literally, you know, just multiply tens of thousands of rands. And, uh, you know, for a year, it uh, just costs so much more, especially given the weakness of the rand. But I'm never against the dollar, but I'm never, ever uh, phased by these sorts of financial challenges because I know that uh, sponsorship always follows the dream. You have the dream first and sponsorship follows it. Now, suppose someone's listening in today and they say, you know, I want to help Jess reach her dream and, you know, help fundraise, you know, to raise money for her, to support her in her dream. We're going to hear in a second how she was auditioned to be accepted by the New York Film Academy, which is absolutely awesome at the age of 19. But suppose someone wants to reach Jess and say, I want to stand behind Jess financially. I believe that I saw on Facebook today, I must tell listeners, I went to Jess on the Hill and I couldn't find anything because I was confusing this, their surname with my hill, see? But now, Jess, tell her, give us your Facebook link so that people can follow you and those who want to sponsor you can do so. Hmm. Well, I've created a Facebook page called Jess in the City. Jess in the City. Wow. <laughs> not That's Jess on awesome. the Hill. <laughs> yes, all right. So it's not Jessica, it's just Jess in the City. And can fo- people follow your aspirations and your dreams mm. there? Yes, by liking the page, um, okay. you'll get the feed um, in, in your Facebook feed and okay. you can follow my progress. Okay. Um, 
I th- and if you want to personally message me, there's a message option on the page right. where you right. can c- contact me. Well, I must say, Jess, that I'm just so excited. Duncan's brought up on the screen some of the speakers at the New York Film Academy. Folk, how about this? Just chilling some of a day and going to hear Steven Spielberg. Wouldn't that just really drive you forward, Duncan? I'd feel so privileged. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, you know. Uh, I, of course, am an astronomer. So, you know, Steven Spielberg, of course, I greatly admire. But it's like me in being invited to hear perhaps Stephen Hawking talk. Mm. I mean, this is the sort of genre of the person you're going to be exposed to. Imagine this. Guest speakers at the New York Film Academy include, now listen, folk, listen to the professor, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Kevin Spacey, Sir Ben Kinsley. Yeah. Wow, Duncan, I mean, this is just Impressive. one legend after another. Mm. Huh? This is just like in politics, you know, Mandela and Sasulu and just <laughs> hosts of others. Ron Howard, I mean, and, you know, Andy Garcia. I mean, this is just top stuff. Now, I see in the programs they offer, they offer a one- and two-year conservatory, a one-year Master of Arts program, a two-year Bachelor of a Master of Fine Arts, a Bachelor of Fine Arts, uh, an Associate of Fine Arts. Well, this is just getting so exciting that I think I need to apply to the New York uh, <laughs> Film Academy. I even have a number here, 1-800-611-FILM, Film. So this is exciting. Now, Jess, tell us how you got in. Well, I was very fortunate to receive an email from one of my drama teachers mm-hmm. um, who who told me that the the people from the New York Film Academy were coming to South Africa to do interviews. Um, oh, yes. And it was actually in Ravonia, uh, very close to here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started emailing um, this correspondent before I actually got the interview. Mm-hmm. And she was very interested in asking what I what I was interested in and creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and and eventually she, she told me, um, gave me a list of of the courses and I applied for um, a one-year uh, filmmaking conservatory year, mm-hmm. which which is just uh, provides a whole umbrella of of filmmaking um, techniques and and I think so. Why only one year? One year because of of the amount of money I need to. Okay, now folks, <laughs> come on now. Now listen, we have a young lady. She's got a dream. She uses words like jumping, creative, imaginative, encourage, vision, passion, and so much more. Come on, let's just help sponsor this young lady to reach for the stars, to do a three-year course at the New York Film Academy. You reach her on Facebook in Jazz in the city. I think this is awesome. I noticed that uh, Al Pacino, the Academy Award-winning actor, is at the New York Film Academy in Los Angeles, where he spoke with the Film Academy students about his new film, The Humbling, directed by Barry Levinson. You're listening to Professor David Block. You can reach me on st- in studio on 0861-555-189, Twitter at cliffcentral.com, Facebook Cliff Central, WeChat ID Cliff Central, Duncan, I believe... It is time. You've asked me, is it too soon? It's not too soon to have a little music break. Tell me what we're going to listen to, Duncan. 
Uh, it's just a, a feel-good track. It's called Good Day by the Nappy Roots. Uh, it should get you in a job. The Nappy Weeds. Nappy Roots. Ah, the Nappy Roots. That sounds far more academic, Duncan, <laughs> to the professor. Let us go and Let's chill away. Now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, Waiting for a good day to happen, you know. Waiting around, through ups and downs, you know. I, I just said, look. are listening to Professor David Block and we're looking up with Jess Myhill and her dear friend Tabo and we are reaching for the stars we are looking at the New York Film Academy and Jess's amazing opportunity to have been uh, selected to travel to New York that city of the skyscrapers that city where you cannot simply see the starry vaults that easily you are looking at someone here in studio today who has a dream who has a vision who has been accepted to study, you know, at an academy, uh, the New York Film Academy, Duncan, you know, where Steven Spielberg would go out and chill for some uh, moments. Now, tell me, Duncan, I had asked uh, Jess, while well, she's only going for one year, not three, uh, what are your thoughts, um, Duncan, with regard to other sources of sponsorship, other sources meaning other than individuals? Well, I just want to find out from Jess first. Uh, are you the only South, the first female South African to go uh, abroad to the New York Film Academy? Um, no, I think um, the fact that the New York Film Academy is fifty percent international, mm-hmm. they they are sourcing quite a lot of South African um, mm-hmm. South Africans okay. to go over. But mm-hmm. I think what's quite unique about what I'm doing is I'm not going for acting or or musical theatre. I'm right. I'm going to be film. to to do filmmaking mm-hmm. which is a very male dominated um sphere mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. <laughs> people I so i think this is the perfect chance for uh, the local uh, art art uh, art department of south african government mm-hmm. just to jump on and sponsor her the, what do you think professor oh duncan that's just extraordinary i mean just think of the billions being spent on so many things you know swimming pools and you know just some um, you know fire pools fire pools fire pools yes well fire pools that's right <laughs> we had george business in studio right and he kept us rolling some but yes very very seriously so i think this is an ideal time for people to for the government to, um, you know, pour some of the, um, our precious taxpayers' money into someone else's dream rather than into someone else's uh, pocket. And I think that's just a brilliant suggestion there, Duncan. I would urge any ministerial uh, involvement listening to Looking Up with David Block to uh, go to Jess in the city. Now, Jess, tell me, um, what aspects of the New York Film Academy are you looking forward to the most? Um, I think that I, when as soon as I went on the website, I looked at at how 
how they teach you film mm-hmm. and i think that's what st- stood out to me the most and mm-hmm. they they pride themselves on their hands-on approach to 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 teaching film mm. and um they have onset lectures and you make films and you learn by making films mm-hmm. and i think that is the most in, um the best way to to learn it's um i always use a metaphor um, if, if a dancer wants to learn how to dance, yes. they don't learn the history of dance in theory. They learn, they s- practice and spend hours in dance studios. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's what I think the university gives you an opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. So what would your day-to-day activities be? Do you know yet? They give you a whole list of, of what you do every month mm-hmm. and every term. Um, you you work on eight films in total. You in work on eight films. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and you have. Um, uh, it's a very. Um, they they have a lot of sections that they cover in the yes. in the course, mm-hmm. which is um, filmmaking, directing, um, sound. Mm. Um, that's such a huge um, overview of film, which would be very beneficial to someone who's who's going into the. F- Film industry mm-hmm. straight away. Mm-hmm. So, welcome Nikki online. This is just awesome, Nikki, having you as our guest today on WeChat. I just love your question and your thoughts. Let's read it. Hi, Prof. Well, that's me, I suppose. Yes, Nikki. Hi, Prof. Taking a quick sneak. Well, that's always good to do, Nikki. You have to sneak some. Do you agree, Duncan? I One agree. has to sneak. Yeah. Now, hi, Prof. Taking a quick sneak break. Oh, there are more questions rolling in. To say I love your show. Well, Nikki, thank you so much. I'm here because I want to light your mindset. I'm here because I see a mindset not lit yet to its full potential in the life of Nikki. I'm here, as Plutarch said, the mind is not, you know, a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be lit. She says here, Duncan, I love your show. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. I wish I could listen to it every week. Well, so do I, Nikki. Um, to ask you the hundreds of questions that come to mind with the brilliant topics and stories that you introduce. Well, I'm just so honored that you're, you know, putting it in that way. We have Jess Myhill today. Next week we have Ahmed Kathrada, who uh, was in this, you know, just the next cell, Duncan, to uh, Nelson Mandela on Robben Island. It was Nelson Mandela, and then right next door was Ahmed Kathrada, and he's 86 now. And so we've had George Bezos, and now Jess Myhill, and then uh, <laughs> Ahmed Kathrada. So, yeah, amazing. I, you know, I just think this is Awesome. I'm just so excited that all my listeners are excited, so excited. And, so, and that I've got such a brilliant engineer, uh, audio engineer in the form of Duncan. So thank you, Nikki, for those thoughts. They are most deeply valued. And also, Nikki, you have made my day. You have ignited my mindset. So thank you for doing that, Nikki. Now you go back. You've had your quick sneak for the day and you do what you are talented to do best. Thank you. Oh, inappropriate, sir, Duncan. He's just one of our most faithful listeners, uh, Jason Tabo. His name is just, his uh, acronym is just inappropriate. I just think that just, uh, you know, it's just so neat. Uh, inappropriate. It's just so cool. Um, all right. Now, what's ND? So let's just see here. Oh, okay. I'm getting it. Uh, it's a typo error. It typed in the excitement of inappropriate fingering. 
Is that all right? Uh, that doesn't sound right, Duncan. At all, Professor. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, you know, professors of astronomy, to me, fingering simply means, you know, I'm showing in, you know, in uh, the studio what it means, but I suppose for Gareth and others. <laughs> Fingering might uh, have a very sexual connotation. I just realized this while fingering. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, inappropriate asks, what's the biggest budget ever used locally in film? That's a hard one, I suppose. And what's the best local movie gist? So that's a question from inappropriate to gist. And you can also see it on that screen. Well, I think... Um just bring... Yeah. I think the, the film that has touched me, I think, um, uh, I studied it at school actually was, was yesterday. And yes. I, yeah, I think that film really captured so much beauty in people and mm-hmm. in hardship. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, I think there's so much potential and I could see it there. And also when I looked at, um, a movie like, um, um, that was shot in South Africa about Mandela. Mm-hmm. When I watched the beautiful um, cinematography in the beginning mm-hmm. and that spirit that mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. visually just mm-hmm. so evident mm-hmm. in the in the um, in the beginning um, yeah. uh, scenes, the opening scenes. Yeah, yes. I, I just I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, um, Taba, with regard to, say, the Mandela movie? I mean, I happened to watch that movie on the night he died. Uh, we came out of the theater, and then it was announced to the world that he had died. But we just had come out of the theater. I believe we were at Monte Cassino. So what attracted you about that movie, uh uh, Tabo, what was it? Was it the opening scenes? Was it the, you know, the giantness of his spirit? Was his, was it his comradeship? What was it that you found so appealing about the film? Well, what I found so appealing about the film is the way that they portrayed Mandela, like the giantness of his spirit. Mm-hmm. But I also think that with the time that the film was released, that had a major impact on it because it was a reflection mm-hmm. of the character that he was for the whole nation. Mm-hmm. And it was a great way of depicting Nelson Mandela. So mm-hmm. like, it was a good tri- tribute mm-hmm. to the man he was. Which part of the story, Tabo? I mean, I'd love to know this. Which part of the story in the film touched you the most? Was it when he was leaving uh, Kunu in the Trans Sky? Was it him growing up? Was it at the Ravonia trial? We're right here in Ravonia today. Uh, I'll ask you first and then ask Jess next. Which part of the story there really appealed to you the most? Um, the part that appealed to me the most was him leaving his home in the trans sky. Yes. And I setting agree. out on such, mm-hmm. like on a journey that no one could have ever expected. Right. So that part really touched out to me. And mm. speaking of it now, it kind of reminds me of Jess, you know, mm. like she's leaving her home here in South Africa right. for a great journey in the New York right. Film Academy. Right. Well, that's beautiful. Uh, the analogy drawn between uh, Mandela reach, leaving home, yes, leaving home, uh, going to Johannesburg and elsewhere, reaching his dream, so many difficulties, 
uh, en route, but uh, he certainly knew that an open mindset caused one to reach for the stars. But again, I have to say this. People often say to me, Prof, you know, how did you achieve A, B, and C? And I must salute again Michael O'Dowd for his incredible financial support and also other sponsors who've come on board uh, over time. I'm speaking of uh, sponsors for my research. And so if you want to sponsor this young female filmmaker, you know, who allow her to hear people like Steven Spielberg and uh, many others, then just go to Facebook, go to Jess in the City, allow her to hear Kevin Spacey, Sir Ben Kingsley, Ron Howard, and just multitudes more. I just find this so amazing, so people orientated and so touching. What touched you the most, Jess, uh, if you think back and reflect upon the movie Mandela? I found it very interesting when, when Tabo um, said what he did because um, mm-hmm. I had I'd, uh, had that thought in my, in my, in my head um, as this whole journey and this whole um, quest that I'm going on is becoming a lot more real um, with with donations that I've already got. I've already mm-hmm. had some That's amazing awesome. support. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been very emotional because I've I've been in a community of people who are supporting me so much and and they're supporting me so that I go away mm. and that I and I leave the country mm. for at least a year. And you know, I must say this about the Myhill family is that you know, Duncan, at times we've had our challenges, I suppose, on any journey. It's never a completely smooth ride. We have teenagers who are boys, they teenagers, the hormones are raging. I think Einstein couldn't even follow the speeds of the hormonal movements <laughs> as I'm speaking to you today. We have Aaron, our eldest and just the wonderful interplay between the My Hills and the Blocks has just been so positive and just so awesome and so beneficial and so just mutually uh, uplifting. And that's the world that you want to just explore just uh, to a much larger degree. So tell me how you feel about going into the film industry as a young female filmmaker. I mean, this is really extraordinary. I think I think that um it's it's been it's been tough and I know it will be tough mm-hmm. especially because as a female it's 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 hard it's mm-hmm. tough you don't it's not very us males have succeeded a lot more especially behind um as directors and as why is that i mean historically that's absolutely correct is that you know whenever i think of all the famous movies i've ever watched almost all if not all have had male directors mm-hmm. what is it is it uh, a fear of the unknown uh, surely in the states we would expect to find for more female filmmakers mm-hmm. what is it what, what what there must be some crucible here that i'm not quite understanding well mm, it's it's something i've done a bit of research into and, and it, what did it you is find it's actually quite a um interesting the stats are are, are crazy um the one that interests me was i'm very interested in cinematography mm-hmm. and apparently with top movies they are 98 percent males mm-hmm. um di- uh, cinematography mm-hmm. um and two percent female mm-hmm. and i think that um and why is that it's it's hard to know because I think that females have a lot to contribute. I think the female perspective is one that 
that is lacking. I think that um, the male perspective has has done amazingly well with many films, but I think I think it could be that um, females aren't standing up for themselves and not pushing boundaries mm-hmm. and just going mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also that the males are taking advantage of what's been done, what, what position they are in, mm. which is um, in in the filmmaking. Mm. They've a lot more advantage in, mm. in, in historically, in, um, and in how they, yeah, how they've addressed themselves. And I think, um, I think that there is definitely, I, I would really want to be a person who would bring females into, mm-hmm. into the role of, of mm-hmm. female filmmakers. Um, because there's definitely a need, mm-hmm. I think. You know, it is so interesting, Duncan. I mean, you've just brought up something on the screen here. How many females do you see on the screen, Duncan? No female, not even one, Professor. No, I mean, I can't think of anybody even looks female. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Andy Garsha and Ron Howard and Sir Ben Kinsley, I don't think. Yes, no, these are people who are definitely males. Um, and Steven Spielberg. So... I think that, Jess, this is an absolute unique opportunity. I mean, giving us stats of 98% and 2%, 98% male and 2% female is really uh, extraordinary. And uh, I just couldn't think of any better exercise than to uh, run to the bank and hit Jess in the city and help her um, on a career. I really mean that most sincerely, knowing what people like Michael O'Dowd did for me. Uh, now... Of course, let's suppose you do go to New York, say, for two or three years, and then let's, uh, of course, let's trust that you come back. What will you bring back to the country? Well, I think that um, the international experience would would really enrich my creative process. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, so that that America have done something right in their film industry, and especially right. because they've created a voice for themselves, and mm-hmm. they've created, uh, they have such, uh, especially in New York where um, I will mm-hmm. hopefully be going, mm-hmm. is such a creative hub of energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will enrich, enrich my creative um, ability to tell stories, and I can bring that back to South Africa, mm. which would, which would, Enhance our voice as a country and invo- enhance, um, uh, yeah, our, our, our film value on an international mm. level. Tell me, Taba, as a male, what do you believe Jess could really bring back as far as social issues are concerned? I mean, here you've grown up in the country, as is all of us in the studio today. Uh, what do you believe? What, why do you perceive that Jess's journey is just so extraordinary and so special and deserves every support it can get? Well, I find that Jess's story is very special because it's going to bring empowerment and equality back to South Africa. Good. Because when she does go f- to the New York Film Academy and she does take a stand for what she wants to do, even though the film industry is very male-dominated, mm-hmm. and then she does succeed in that. So growing that 2%, maybe let's say to 3%, mm-hmm. slowly working females like position in the cinematography aspect and coming back into South Africa that she can encourage more South African women to also take up and do what they want to do and not feel pressure just because it's a male dominated thing not to strive for their dreams so that she can also inspire younger people to also go on their journeys even though they will be hard and difficult but to see that it is possible you know it's very interesting Jason Tabo that uh, in the world of astronomy 
Duncan, when I was at school and then decided to become an astronomer, it was just entirely male-dominated. Well, that didn't threaten me because I wasn't female or had any other uh, unusual trends. But um, the point I'm driving at is that astronomy was a very male-dominated, uh, very male-dominated regime. In fact, uh, women weren't allowed access to telescope time at the world's largest observatories. That's absolutely true. Uh, but now, some of the world's greatest uh, leaders in astronomy are females. People such as Debbie Elmer-Green, uh, whom we've had here uh, in South Africa, the president of the American Astronomical Society, the former president. I think of Vera Rubin at the Carnegie Institute of Washington. These are women, are giants in our field today. And it, there was a transition from a total male-dominated astronomical epoch to one of total equality. And I just think that's awesome. And I just think that, Jess, you need the space to grow. Uh, and, you know, part of that space is just in always keeping your dream within your spirit alive. You know, there will be days, and I can attest to this when I went through my degrees, when one feels, you know, Duncan, I want to come home. I'm longing for the African bush. But, you know, on days like that, one just has to keep one's uh, vision and one's focus in other perspective. I'm just so glad, Jess, that you've been accepted uh, into the New York Film Academy because uh, I remember when Steven Spielberg... Apparently, this is a true story. When Steven Spielberg wanted to enter Hollywood, he couldn't because they had enough people working there. And so he decided, how can I actually get into Hollywood? And I love the story. Apparently, he jumped onto a bus. And, of course, there are many oodles of buses uh, touring Hollywood and the Hollywood studios. And uh, he just jumped off the bus at one point. He saw a little local movie being made, just jumped off there, hopped off the bus, went and introduced himself to everybody, and the bus moved on. Stephen stayed behind, and he stayed behind ever since. So I think that the dream is alive. The dream is, um, you know, taking us to uh, new echelons. We are talking to Jess Myhill. We've had such an amazing chat today about the uh, dynamics of light, about the medium of film. Not only the medium of photography, but the veritable medium of film. We've seen a young female South Africa's dream to do on and off stage drama using cameras. We have met a person today, Jess Myhill, the daughter of Felicity and Eric Myhill, who loves to understand light. Those little photons which you and I see moment by moment is that which Jess Myhill strives to attain she will be our she will fly our flag high she will fly the south african flag very high at the new york film academy of that i am absolutely sure she's headed to the shores of the united states she's headed to the shores where harvard university resides she's resi- she's headed for the shores where people reach for their dreams. She's headed for a country where upon entrance you meet the statue 
of liberty, of freedom, that which was attained in our very own country. But she's taking with her her own particular style, her own learning style, her own way of dreaming and of reaching the echelons of tomorrow. Just in the last 40 seconds, allow me to wish you Bon voyage on your dream. What do you have to say to that, Duncan? I say go well, lady. Go well, lady. And Duncan, let us play out with some good, good local music. This is Professor David Block signing out with my hosts, guests, Jess Myhill and her dear friend, Tabo. Until next week, goodbye. Three seconds to go. Cliffcentral.com